Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. You're listening to the final cast on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm Brad. And I'm Matt. What's up, dude? Anything new? Oh, you know, no, man. Just uh, kind of trying to recoup from this last weekend and last week. Uh, yeah, just Dale Hollow trip, man. I know, I'm still worn mm-hmm. out from that trip. <clears throat> well, you were pedaling everywhere. I had the joy of a motor, so I'm more worn out just from just it was so cold. It was like every cold. day. <laughs> like every morning I mean, the afternoons were great but when you wake up in tennessee in april where it was like 75 last year and your kayaks have frost on them it's a little bit of a downer <laughs> yeah but at least it warmed up pretty quickly during the morning i mean it was like 50 60 degrees by yeah. 11 yeah i mean it was after that it was comfortable i almost regretted having all my rain stuff on just from because i was starting to get hot I, I regretted having the dry suit on until the afternoon. I, there was times where I was like, I'm going to take it off, and then the sun would go away, and I'd get cold again. It's like, good thing. Yeah, yeah it was like on and off. But with the lake being down, it was definitely tough for some anglers this weekend. Yep, it was tough for me too. I mean, we didn't. none of us caught a fish Friday except yeah, for Justin. Yeah, dude, just say Justin caught that one in like four and a half, five foot of water, and then all day Friday we were just – at the mercy of every MLF boat going mock Jesus across the lake. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, man, yeah, it was, it was fun. Uh, But yeah, it was a good trip and it was uh, great to get with all the guys and everything and see everybody and catch up a little bit. 
heck yeah it was a good time so no, for fun sure. times meeting new people too so um yep yeah uh well this episode we we are bringing on cody jennings of jig masters and andrew hayes of the tackle talk podcast what's up guys yo not too much staying busy heck yeah yeah i know you talked a little to us before we started the show a little bit you're real busy actually yeah, so so to be very uh, transparent and and you know blunt, that's kind of my style. That uh, right before we launched this bait, I got hit with um, several very large new shop orders, um, and then on the launch of the bait, I think both both me and Andrew, you know, it's probably doing a considerably better than we originally <laughs> predicted. Yeah. Um, you know, I think when me and Andrew were talking, you know, we were kind of thinking like, oh, you know, it's probably you know, first day, you know, probably somewhere in the realms of 50, 60 baits and probably day two tapers off to 20, 30. And then after that, maybe it's a consistent, you know, 10 baits a week, whatever, at least, at least at the current size of jig masters. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, basically within the first two days, uh, we were just shy of 400. Um, mm-hmm. And pretty much that it's, it's still holding a pretty, pretty impressive pace right now. You know, we're nearing, um, nearing almost a thousand. That's Ooh. awesome, dude. Which that's a new number to Andrew. So yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <That's sweet. laughs> yeah. So so you're, I mean, you're I'm, near... I'm out there robbing wheel weights off of people's cars and all that stuff to come up with a one. So everybody's so tires are unbalanced. That's what happens, yeah, yeah. man. You make something good, which you do all the time. But I mean, something that yeah. I don't know. I think this is something that it's hard to find things that haven't been done like at this point or haven't been you know, 99% done by someone else before. And this is something that, you know, Cody and I talked about for a while. What Cody, we've been probably been working on this three, four months or something like that, at least probably. Yeah. So we, we had some original talks and it kind of went on the back burner for a little bit, taking care of some other business stuff. But then, yeah, you know, we've been really back and forth, you know, probably about the, about four months before actually finally, uh, you know, kicking it off. Yeah. And it was one of those things that's, I think sometimes the best baits just come from like something that you've just wish existed forever. Yeah. And you sit there and you, uh, yeah. you sit there and you wait and you're like, someone's going to make it eventually. Right. I'm not the only one that wants this. And then you yeah. wait five, 10 years and no one makes one. You're like, all right, well, <laughs> at some point someone has to. So Cody, can yeah. you help me make this? And luckily, you know, Cody's the kind of guy that can literally take an idea and make it come to life. I've never had anything like that before happen in my entire life where I've had this pictured in my brain for, you know, five, 10 years and someone can literally be like, Oh, here it is in actual real life. And you're just kind of like, Oh, like, thank goodness. <laughs> one finally made it. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty cool, man. I mean, oh, yeah. no, that's for sure. Cool. Uh, so you're nearing a thousand orders or a thousand baits already <laughs> just for the listeners to know, when did you launch the product? Just so they have a time span. Um, so I believe, uh, Andrew, correct me if I'm wrong. We launched it. It would have been one week from today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A week ago today. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. That's so awesome. yeah, that's that's awesome. yeah. So and, and the cool thing too is, um, and you know, really thanks to the you know a lot of the the tackle you know tackle talk crowd, um, a lot of it is new customers. You know, so it's always good to get new eyes on a lot of the baits. And there's been a very significant amount of it too. Who, you know, like hey, look, you know, we want to support you know Andrew stuff like that. We're buying this the micro buzz. Um, but they're really checking out a lot of the other products that, you know, I've had on the roster for a little bit longer. Um, so it's not like all these orders are just directly, you know, micro buzz. So there's a thousand of that plus a whole bunch of other stuff. So it's really cool to see. They're in for a treat, dude. Cause like, 
you you know us we love your jigs dude we love your spinner baits so yeah awesome. i appreciate it oh, <laughs> i've yeah. seen you tossing around some of the jig masters the the spinner bait around here in the rivers not too oh, long ago dude, Brad. love them yeah <laughs> cody made me a custom one like i could not find an all black spinner bait so i was like can we do this he's like yeah it's like i don't know what it is about about bait companies that won't make all black anything like i had yeah, the same problem with poppers i had, i took me forever to find someone that made a good all black popper ima made a good one for a while and now i'm stuck on the ricos the rico makes the yeah. complete black black feather yeah. tail black everything but it's like why won't i think it's just because if you're if you're trying to shop for anglers and not for you know people that yeah. are just going for practicality like black doesn't get it done probably on the store shelf but black gets it done on the water so oh, yeah. I, under, I understand it's like the oh i could have done that i could have spray painted that black it's like that's what i want yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm gonna take, I'm gonna take your shad time. color your sexy shad or whatever and i'm gonna paint it black so i wish you yeah. would just do it yeah there's there's that old adage uh a buddy at work likes to say it all the time he's like hard baits catch anglers yeah to where uh convince or uh, uh what's the word he said hard baits catch anglers basic normal idea baits catch fish which is all yeah. black when i when i throw a frog i it could have the sun the moon and the stars painted on the top as long as the bottom is white or yep. black that's all <laughs> i care about like i don't care oh, about man. anything else white or black and uh but yeah i mean you're not wrong it's flashy colors definitely catch people's attention a lot more so and yeah you and know that, and then yeah. and coming from the um you know the the tackle shop side right so um, you know, one of the things it's always the proverbial, you know, well, my job's not to catch fish, my job to catch anglers, right? You know, yeah. fish yeah. ain't paying the bills. Um, you know, but on the other side, you know, there there is a well, one, there's a moral aspect to it, but also two, you know, obviously you want them to succeed on your products. And I and I hope more companies see that value that hey, you know, if some kid takes your jig out for the first time and catches a five pounder or three pound, whatever it is, um, you know, he's way more apt to be a kind of a customer for life, mm -hmm. you know, and oh, if you yeah. assemble enough of those and, and, you know, me and Andrew have talked about it too, you know, I really don't have a big social media following or anything. It's just the word of mouth is just starting to run wild, yeah. you know, and, um, and it's really cool to see, you know, um, but yeah, there is a lot of, like you said, you know, an all black bait, there's so many places. I mean, I've had a lake up here. That's, a, that's all I throw. Mm -hmm. You know, if it ain't black, it ain't coming in the boat. You know, when I fish yeah. late, like Hudson <laughs> up in up in Michigan, and you know, but like you said, you don't really see it on tackle shelves and stuff because mm -hmm. on a store shelf, they really don't pop. They don't bring eyes and all that stuff. And um, I would say honestly, on that part, you know, it's kind of both the store slash tackle company, but also the people buying them. You know, kind of both have part in why those don't sell. Yeah, um, but I will say, Brad, the more and more I've been looking at those black spinner baits, we might have to have to get that puppy out there soon. <laughs> yeah, I love them. I mean, I got my buddy to buy a couple of them too. So they're awesome. I don't know. There's just something about when you see somebody out on the water and they're throwing an all black anything. You just look at them. And it's kind of like that silent nod, like that guy. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, right. <laughs> he knows I he's not out there with Fire Tiger. He's not out there with the new Mega Bass, you know, Respect Series color, or whatever. Like he's out there with all black, like he knows good on you yeah, yeah. Hey, i can't take all the credit man. well yeah i'm sure crack sand catches fish i'm sure that <laughs> ghost wasagi boggy whatever the next one that comes out i'm sure they catch fish but there's just like that little bit of like the all right 
all black guy cool oh and i know yeah. you know what's up <laughs> oh believe me one of the most coveted colors for a mega bass vision 110 is the 2014 uh nightclub you can't get them anymore they don't make it anymore it's a pure black black eye vision 110 isn't that oh. hilarious yeah and like you can't, and I, a, a basic comes in 37 trillion yeah. different colors that guys have to get every single one of and stack on their wall and they will fight like 12 year olds online because they yes. were the ne the last person to not get the new number 98 respect series color and the one that is coveted is all black oh yeah man i i mean i i had nine of them at one point and i've sold three of them on ebay i sold the last one i sold was 190 bucks dude you know who does this really well this is like obviously not bass fishing musky fishing musky fishing oh. baits you will go and like people will stand so like these guys will make these you know ridiculous colored cotton candy wonder bread colored whatever everything and then when they come out with like a limited edition or whatever that everybody wants it's literally just like the color of a gizzard chat and people are like a natural looking musky bait like i have to have it and they wait in line for yeah. four hours at the musky expo to run in to buy one of the three baker crankbaits that looks like a regular shad yeah. Yep. Like they've got us yeah. right where they want us <laughs> yep yeah 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 one of my favorite uh quotes all the time was uh good old denny brower he said i will throw any color as long as it's black and blue yep yes <laughs> you said he that made a lot of money doing it denny brower's yeah. the man too yeah you can't yep. argue with denny brower denny brower tells you what color jig to throw on you say yes sir <laughs> yep. well yeah i mean that's the same as gerald swindle he did uh i remember when i first got bash you and i was watching like some of the things gerald swindle was doing his big jig thing he was like i throw two jigs brown and black if they're not biting on brown they're biting on black if they're not biting on black they're biting on brown trailer i don't care brown or black and that's like the whole 45 minute like seminar was just talking about brown and black jigs i was like all right, man. I mean, I'm not gonna like say you're wrong because yeah, right, yeah. Master. Like, <laughs> like I guess I just need brown and black jigs, whatever. Well, what's <laughs> funny is, yeah, like you look at that and you're like, wow, that was not a whole lot of info, G man. Thanks a bunch. But then you're like, actually, it's probably one of the best ones you can sit through because he basically yeah. told you to quit worrying about if it's got blue flake in it or if it's got watermelon crawl, whatever. It's like go out there yeah. and throw natural colors that are gonna have one that's really natural and one that's got a little bit more contrast. That's why people love black and blue i don't think it's the blue in it i just think it's a darker jig that has more contrast yeah. and that's what that's what that's you need yeah all it is yeah yeah, yeah. agree with that um so uh you guys want to get into the micro buzz a little bit uh i want to uh let's go to andrew first i kind of want to see or i want to hear where where your idea came from and how you got it to come to be yep so i grew up fishing creeks like farm mm -hmm. creeks that kind of stuff like that's just my roots that's what i grew up throwing and obviously when you're fishing those a lot of times you're fishing and knee deep or under you tend to downsize a lot of things and you tend to i don't know just make do with what you have and so when we were little we used to take you know little buzz baits and you toss them in the creek and you start messing with them and the only problem with buzz baits is like buzz baits for the most part 90 percent of them out there are huge they're like three eighths ounce or bigger they're big yeah. clacking ridiculous things and they'll work in creeks but you're dealing with smaller fish you're dealing with small mouth you're dealing with fish that have a mouth that's literally that big around so you can't throw a three eighths ounce clack and booyah buzz bait and have a good hookup ratio with them a lot of times and so we would take the smallest buzz baits we could find and lately the past couple years you know it's been the the strike king micro buzz or not the micro buzz mm -hmm. the uh the pro buzz the mini pro buzz mm -hmm. and you know it's one of those things it's like you just have to use it because it was the smallest thing out there and you make do with what you got and so you basically what we started doing was I wanted to take 
the the skirt off of them and I wanted to slim down the profile and I wanted to make it more natural. And so what I did is I ripped skirt off and I would put little grubs on the back and it would literally look like this. Like that's all I did. And I would take a little, you know, three inch Mr. Twister or a fat Albert or the little Cabela's fire tail grubs or something like that. And I throw it on the back and I would start throwing them just like a normal buzz bait and you'd start whacking fish on them. Cause it was something a little different than they'd seen before. Mm -hmm. Um, something I think a little bit more natural than just that clack. And then the skirt, you see a little bit more of a subtle action and then you've actually got the bait fish profile under the water. And so that worked really well. And then what I started realizing was I, I was catching more fish by not burning it on top, like a normal buzz bait. And I was catching more fish by waking it. And so what I would do is basically like this, like the water would be like almost right, I'd say probably there where when it comes mm -hmm. up, you're getting like, you know, maybe this little top part that's actually cresting the top of the water and the rest of that's completely submerged. So you would keep this part completely underwater by about a half inch or three quarters of an inch or something. And basically what you get, I think, is like a high water column swim bait almost. And then mm -hmm. you've got a little bit more disturbance to kind of draw that fish in. And it's not quite as intimidating, I think, as a buzz bait just blowing across the top of the water where they have to exert a lot of effort and actually go up at it. They can kind of come up and swipe and slurp it a little bit. And so I really liked that. But the problem was with that little Strike King is there was a lot of flaws with it that of, of how I wanted to fish with it. One, mm -hmm. the the wire just sucked, right? I think yeah. when, when I had you on, yeah. we talked about this. Like that wire holds up to like three fish maybe. And then it's mangled yeah. beyond belief. It looks like you <laughs> ran over it with your truck and you're sitting there on the water and you're trying to bend it back in place and get like one more fish out of this thing because you only have one with you. And uh, you just get tired of doing that. And then, you know, obviously those hooks that come on a you know, $3, whatever it is, mini mass produced buzz bait, right? Like the mm -hmm. hooks suck. Um, yeah. The head design is literally the laziest head design I've probably ever seen of just an oval. Like it's, it doesn't serve any purpose. It's literally just to have a little weight there and it doesn't do anything. And then you've got uh, it basically you're ripping the skirt off. So you've got this collar sitting there and you're trying to put a grub on it and it doesn't have a hook keeper on it. So this grub just keeps sliding down and every fish, you know, you're, you're ripping grubs. And so I went to Cody. And I was like, Hey, this is what I really like to do. I've like, we talked about, right. I've waited for someone to come out with one and no one has. I was like, can you help me make this? And so he's like, all right, well, what do you want it to look like? What do you want different? What are you basing this off of? And so I basically went to him. I was like, Hey, this, this is the buzz bait I'm using, but I want this, 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 and this to be better. I want a, you know, a screw lock. Cause I want to keep that grub in place. I've fell in love with this sled heads because it'll make a swim bait or a Josh or something last forever. So I was like, mm -hmm. can I do that on a buzz bait? Can I get rid of the skirt? Can I slim down the head to make it a little bit more hydrodynamic and make sense? Can I do wire that will actually hold up to fish? And then, you know, can we make it as light as possible? And so this is what came of it. And it's really cool. It is cool. <laughs> I, I should have shared the, uh, uh, my screen while you were talking. So I'm just going to go ahead and do that now. For people on YouTube checking this out, this is what the final product looks like. Um, uh, Cody, I kind of want to pick your brain on the design. So, like, is it is it like a sled head with with the wire? Like, did you like weld it somehow? How how did that come to be? Yeah. So, um, basically, it's a modified sled head. Um, if you go to the silver photo. Um, you'll probably see that a little bit better, the little bit different design into it. Um, but basically what it is, it's a modified sled head that is a little bit more, little bit even more bottom weighted. And that is basically to help that buzz bait track well. Mm -hmm. um, but basically kind of playing with some of those little draft angles and stuff like that, 
even though it's more kill weighted, we are actually still able to get more lift out of the bait. And then that really, and you're going to obviously get lift out of whatever trailer, you know, the soft plastic you use on the back of it as well. But basically I wanted to be able to get it to where, like Andrew said, you know, he likes just barely waking that. Well, if your bait design doesn't have enough lift, the only way to keep it to the surface is to burn it like crazy. Mm-hmm. I think Matt earlier said, mock Jesus, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of the same yep. thing, you know, <laughs> and, um, you know, I, and it's actually kind of robbing some of the ideas off of actually my, my larger profile buzz bait, you know, how can I get a buzz bait that I can, I can burn if I want to. Um, but also I want to be able to crawl it. And once again, like Andrew said, you know, there's not many buzz baits on the market that you can kind of crawl or, you know, wake, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you have one, that's kind of that, you know, nice, subtle difference. Um, that might turn a okay day into a great day on the water. Um, and that's kind of basically what happened with the design, you know, and that wire it, it's an, actually, it's a 45 thousandths wire, um, which you're kind of, you're kind of basically in like Florida level, large mouth, mm. like durability from the wire, from the you know, actual buzz bait wire, um, slash smaller in musky baits. Um, okay. you know, a lot of musky baits actually get made about with 51,000 wire, but you're basically starting to encroach that, you know, it's a pretty heavy duty wire, um, you know, for the application of a, a three inch buzz bait. Um, but that was one of the things, like Andrew said, you know, he was really fighting on, you know, the current one on the market is, you know, Hey, three fish and it's done where realistically mm-hmm. you should never have a problem with the wire bending on this one. Oh, that, yeah. That's cool too, because well, like we all know how hard river smallmouth hit top water, so it makes sense. <laughs> oh yeah, they, they it's like an explosion of just pent up aggression. When it's it's awesome. If you haven't experienced it, go to Mock your local Jesus. smallmouth, and they will hit they will hit top water at mock Jesus. <laughs> and if you're not paying attention, it will scare you to death, and it's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, so, uh, how many pro- like prototypes did you guys go through before you finally got the final product? Um, Andrew, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think basically this was this would have been kind of quote unquote Rev three. Yeah. Right. So, and, yep. and really, the first one, Rev one and two, were basically the same baits. We were just playing around with the wire lengths, um, trying to dial it in as, as small as you were trying to get down to. Yeah. Um, cause once again, I come from big Mondo buzz bait world, you know, between mm-hmm. musky fishing and I've always, I've have thrown, you know, historically larger buzz baits. So when he says mini buzz, I step something down to about four and a quarter inch and he says, Holy crap, that thing's way too big. You know, so then we bumped <laughs> down the, you know, I said, well, where do you want me at? And you know, that's how we got down to the size. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of, like I said, the first, then they, we were at trying to target an eighth ounce. Um, however, just with that heavier wire and you got a hook there and then you have the wire coming off of that screw lock, it was starting to get, you know, basically really hard to manufacture. Mm -hmm. So we said, okay, Hey, if we can get more lift out of this bait and if I can add weight, but actually still get a little bit more lift out of this bait, are you okay with that? Um, now my, my brain works that I would say, you know, heck yeah, because now I can cast it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But as long as I still have the performance of being able to just wake it, you know, just right at the surface. Yeah, it was and weird. I, when I when I got the first ones in after that part, Cody, obviously I remember thinking like, all right, it's going to be heavier than I 
initially thought in my dumb brain is like heavy or bad. That's just where yeah. it goes. <laughs> because I'm not, I'm not thinking on design side. I'm just thinking in terms of, you know, uh, numbers. And when you cast this thing, you're right. You get the casting distance of like a three sixteen ounce bait, but it fishes like a one eight ounce. It fishes cool. like what I, what I envisioned it fishing like, except you can cast it even farther. And Cody, I don't know if you've actually went out and casted these yet or not, but like these little buzz baits, there's something about when you take the skirt off and you just streamline that, that this thing is like shot out of a rifle. And this one is <laughs> probably like 20% more shot out of a rifle than the one that I was using before. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, when you, when you basically, when you get the bulk too of like your grub on there, and you got, you know, yeah, it's three sixteenths, but it, you know, it's it's over three inches, you mm -hmm. know, um, you know, it's a very compact little bait that, uh, you know, can cut through the wind there pretty good. So, were you fishing this all throughout the winter, like just to test it? So yeah, I've I've fished it. Obviously, you're not gonna catch a ton of fish in the winter doing this, but yeah, like <laughs> yeah. going out and hitting the water, and making sure it performs like you want to. Um, That's funny. I'll be I'll be completely honest. Uh, one of the fish in December that you probably saw, Brad, one of the big saw guy that I caught, like the 26.5, was, oh, yeah. caught, was caught on uh, a buzz grub. Really? In, in December. That's yeah. awesome. That's like awesome. that kind of stuff. Because because honestly, when you start looking at it, like you can fish it more like just a high water column swim bait. Yeah. It, you, like you really don't have to look at it as true top water. I got you. Yeah, it, it, it kind of gives you the option to where if you, like, like you know, he was saying if you if you're – you can burn it back, right? And you can make it that buzz bait to where it's your typical clopping across the water, making everything around it who doesn't want to eat run away. Or you can high column swim bait it with just a little bit of sound yep. where it's like the fish is going to turn on it, can come up, like you said, and kind of just slurp it instead of just attack it, which yeah. is awesome because you can look at it more of a finesse bait. Um, it kind of opens up the finesse a little bit because you're not having to throw itsy bitsy jigs or ned rigs mm -hmm. all the time which i'm, I'm sure if, if ned rigs is always left brad would just love that and we'd all be fine but you know <laughs> i i like to change it up a little bit and this i mean that that's another way i would love to look at that now i'm gonna look at it is it's another finesse tactic i could use to kind of get fish who don't want to eat to come up and get a little slurpy and get it in there and i'll tell you exactly brad the that fish i'll i'll never forget because it was ryan and i we were out in pitch black it was like probably 10 11 o'clock at night in the winter time in december and we're back there and we're you know we're tromping around in all the rivers and stuff for saw guy and we got to a spot where i knew that there was a log in the water and i knew that mm -hmm. there was probably like maybe a foot of water between top of water column and, and complete top of the water and then where that log goes down so you can't cast like you know smith wicks or something on the other side of it because you're just going to get hung up and you're you're yeah. going to lose them and I looked at Ryan, I was like, this might be the dumbest thing I've ever done, but I'm going to tie on one of my little buzz grabs. And I'm just going to cast over there because I know that I can keep it above the tree and just see if there's anything on the other side of that tree. I just want to get like two casts in over there. And so you're blind casting because it's pitch black. But I, I cast it over there and I get it to about where the tree is. And it's just like rod, rod rip out of my hand. And you can't hear it because I'm not fishing it completely on top. So it wasn't a topwater strike. And I thought I had snagged the, you know, the tree. And I was like, uh, no. This is uh, go back. Like, if you can go back on Instagram, okay. it is. All right, keep talking. Yeah, go ahead. It, yeah, it's it's probably the first saw guy in the dark from this year. Um, but it was. I thought I had hit the tree, and it's just it starts. I was like, oh, <laughs> like here we go. And I get it in, and it's the biggest saw guy I've ever caught. And I was like, that. That's freaking that's sweet. You, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Cool. 
Yeah, that's that's so awesome about uh almost there. It? That's not almost it. there. A little back. <laughs> that's still a really, really good fish. So enjoy. I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is you're almost there. Nope. Right here. That one. That one. Oh my lord. It's just a that tank. <laughs> yeah. Lord God. That was, that was caught on a bus. I ride. bet <laughs> I bet you were like when you post that, you're probably like, ah, oh, I want to post about the buzz grub so bad. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I have a picture with that fish with the buzz grub in its mouth. I was like, I'm not putting this out there yet. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> well, that's what's so awesome. Like to have that fish come on that buzz grub. That's what's so awesome about having kind of being, I guess, from the very beginning stage to rev one, rev two, now rev three. And we're on, you're right at that final product. And then you go out and you blind cast just cause you want to, you want to be, Oh, there might be something there. I just want to cast it just because I know I can. And yeah. then you just get hammered by uh, the Lord saw guy of that part of the river. And I mean, that's just like, that's, that's a great, I don't know. That's like the, the greatest, Hey, this bait works story that yeah. you could like have. Well, and that's, what's fun too. Like if anybody's ever, gone into making their own baits like if you've ever tried to pour your own jigs if you ever tried to pour your own plastics or something like that there's nothing cody um, have you ever done that i don't know if you've ever done that before um watch twice uh (laughs) but there's there's no better feeling in the world than like you know if it's something that you made or something you had an input in or something you tinkered with or made a a little you know just little modification on it or something that you know feels like it gives you an edge and you catch a fish there's no better feeling in the world so yeah that's like i think as as anglers we're always got that in our back of our mind of tinkering with something or changing something or trying to do something that you know quote unquote hasn't been done before nobody's doing so did ryan know that you caught it on the buzz grub that oh night? yeah he was he was standing right beside me yeah <laughs> I was about to say, if you're trying to hide yeah. it from him or not that's no funny. he uh I don't think he could believe it. I think he was pretty shocked. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you just you just see him at night fishing on the river. He catches the fish, comes running over. He just turns your headlight off and like hide right. in the dark. <laughs> Let me pull this out real fast. Yeah, I just kind of yeah. on a grub. Nothing special. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, and and too, kind of going back to what you guys were talking about. You know, catching on stuff that either you're part of the design phase on or that you made yourself or whatever. I mean, I'll admit, you know, it is one of the coolest feelings out there. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you're not looking at getting into this as just like, oh, I want to start a fishing lure company or whatever. It is, I think, always, it always is important to kind of dabble with your own stuff just to, you know, A, see some of the process. But like I said, there's a little bit more, little more oomph you get out of kind of like catching big fish and stuff like that if it's on something you made. Um, you know, I remember with like jig masters, like that's kind of really how it kind of got into a business was I made this flipping jig that looks kind of nothing like any other flipping jig on the Mm -hmm. market. And my first, well, basically my second time out with it, I ended up winning, not that it was a huge one by any means or whatever, but I ended up winning a tournament on it, you know, Mm -hmm. and then that's all I fished. It was, you know, about 20 boat tournament, you know, nothing crazy. Um, you know, and then too, it's you know, so obviously that's exciting. And then the guys are like, Man, what in the heck were you catching at? Because I won it by a pretty decent margin and stuff. And you know, I just flipped it on the boat deck and stuff and let them look at it. And, you know, I didn't tell them I made it or anything. And they're like, What in the world is that? You know, kind of thing <laughs> and stuff. And that's kind of said, You know, hey, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I got some space in here. You know, maybe I should kind of jump into the, the fishing lure industry. And, um, you know, between that and, Basically, I had an issue with kind of my favorite jig company when I was starting a jig master's original plan was a YouTube channel. 
okay. and uh, more instructional kind of stuff. And I had a bunch of issues with my favorite jig company at the time. And and I'm one of those guys, you know, I kind of get business stuff like that. You know, you can't you can't survive giving a bunch of freebies all the time and stuff. And mm -hmm. I just reached out to him and I said, hey, I said, you know, this is kind of a few of the defects I'm starting to see in your products. I've been fishing your stuff for five or six years. And up to this point, everything's been amazing. Um, you know, I was like, I just wanted to kind of give you a little bit of a warning, stuff like that. I'm not asking for free product or anything. And they and they shot back, not even just ignoring me. They shot back with a nasty gram, kind of like a mind your own business thing. <laughs> and, you know, between that and then the little instance there at the tournament, I said, you know, I said, screw that. You know, I think I can do better. Yeah. And that's kind of what started Jigmasters. Yeah, I mean, that that's what uh, drew me to your product, just the unique head design and stuff. You Like you said, you don't see that with anybody else. <clears throat> yeah, I remember the first time Brad showed me one of one of your jigs, and I was like, <laughs> man, that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. That's 99% of reactions. <laughs> yeah, and I, I yep. tied it on, and I was fishing it. I was like, I, I, fish is really good. I'm fishing it. I was like, hey, Brad, can I just keep it? He was like, I don't care. It's Brad. He's like, I don't care. Whatever. He probably didn't <laughs> want me to have it, but he just was like, he, you just have it. And oh. uh, I kept fishing it, and I caught a largie on it. And I remember I, how I was pitching it, and I was like, man, if I was using something else, it would have got either caught or I wouldn't be able to, you know, it was it, something would have happened, and I it just felt choice. Um, so, yeah, I'm really happy you decided to find some defects, and they were nasty because you made a great product. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm just glad you started adding the uh, corkscrew to a lot of your baits too. Cause yeah, that's just, that's my favorite thing about it. I think the, putting it on the micro buzz is awesome. Yeah. And, and one of the things like, yeah, they're trailer keepers. I mean, there's, you know, you got a lot of your standard where it's just like a single wire and it's got a bin to me. I've always called those, you know, shredders. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're basically yeah, exactly nice they to are. me. Um, yeah. You know, and um but it was like, yeah, there's a little bit more effort of rigging the bait onto mm -hmm. a, you know, a screw lock. Um, but at the same time, I mean, you do traditionally get a lot more durability out of your soft plastics. And, you know, well, especially in today's world, everybody's seeing the cost of everything going up. You know, hey, if I can get my if I can get my you know soft plastic to last, you know, five to ten times longer, well, that's that much more money in your pocket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, it and it's the one of Yes, I have one of the like kind of subtle things too is I'm not the first one to put a screw lock in lead. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean it, it is out there on the market. Um, but kind of one of the things that I it makes it harder to manufacture, but I kind of prided myself on was I stop I don't position that screw lock where the straight arm, you know, because it basically has a little candy cane hook buried in the lead that you can't see in that photo. Mm -hmm. um and it's typically i think it's about three eighths inch of an arm in most companies they have it to where just the little top loop of that screw lock is in the lead so basically you thread 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 and then you have to basically push it the last three eighths of an inch to get the mm -hmm. soft plastic to line up to the head mm -hmm. well all that actually ends up doing is basically makes a plug in your bait so yep. then you, your soft plastic will stay in the threads but the rest of the bait flies off Mm -hmm. um you know or tears off or whatever so that's kind of one of the little small subtle things that you know probably most anglers don't really notice um that i do kind of pride with you know any of the products that i do use screw locks on yeah and Brad everybody knows the jackhammer like that, that's the first debate that comes to my mind because it has two of them 
I can't tell you how many times like I've gone through so many Zakos on the back of a jackhammer just because oh, they yeah, rip, man. they rip, they yep. tear. They put a corkscrew on that, it'd be perfect. Yeah, if you get a short strike on a jackhammer and they, especially with Zach, I did it on uh, Saturday down at Dale Hollow. I was like one of the only people who was fishing down there who were actually catching fish on a jackhammer. I found a little cove and there was grass and I was like, it's jackhammer time. Started throwing it and the like second I got a fish, got the second fish, the third fish, I watched it short strike it and I watched him rip my Zayco in half and I was ticked <laughs> because it was like my last Zayco of that color and I was like, well, it was a chartreuse and white uh uh jackhammer i was like well this kitech looks similar but i mean i don't know maybe it's just me but whenever i put a kitech on a jackhammer it lasts like four casts and then it just yeah. falls apart and disintegrates yep. and i was like well this is going to be an expensive day because it was <laughs> i went through like almost a whole pack of three three kitechs which is like five dollars and forty cents mm-hmm. and i was like that sucks like i was so i mean i caught fish it was awesome because i was catching on a reaction bait instead of just dragging the bottom but Man, yeah, I mean, a screw lock, Brad's right. You put a screw lock on almost everything, and the fact that, like you said, it takes longer to rig, but that extra 20 seconds of rigging is going to lead to your bait lasting five to ten times longer, just like you said. I mean, it, it, it I'm willing to sacrifice 20 seconds to get a bait to where I don't have to screw with it in five yeah. casts. So. Brad, I remember you when you were first going to grab some of the sled heads, and I know because you, you were asking, right, like, is this, you know... Uh, be honest with me, right? Like how much longer does this make like a swim bait or a Josh or something last? I was mm-hmm. like, dude, for me, it, it literally makes it last until I snag the actual jig head and lose the jig head yeah. or, you know, it, it's something on user error. Like the, the soft plastic's not going anywhere. Have you found that to be the case when I know you saw you start using them? Yeah, I've, so like with the Joshy, I mean, I've gone mo- multiple trips without losing a bait off the back of my hook. You know what I mean? When I was using like a regular, I don't know, Eagle Claw laser eye, they would slip off the back and I'd be done after three fish, maybe. Yeah. So, and that, like, like Cody said, right? Like, we use, you know, swim baits and stuff that cost six, six fifty a pack. It's like, mm-hmm. I do not have yeah. the money to go through two packs every time I go out fishing. <laughs> yeah. No, and that, that's just, it's worth it to me to have, to, to pay for, what is it, like four sled heads in a pack or something for, four bucks that's worth it to me for that reason oh yeah all day yeah. long so that's cool um <clears throat> excuse me i still have a hoarse voice i don't know what's going on um i want to talk about a little bit about the uh hook uh what size is the hook and what do you use for it yeah so it's uh it's actually so typically when i go through any hook selection um, which historically kind of must add has um, always proven to be kind of the best option for me. Um, Cause I actually go through, I tensile test the hooks, um, you know, within the same kind of region there, you know, I'm not testing a four at versus a double wide 10 at, um, <laughs> you know, but basically, you know, I find all the compatible hooks that I'm kind of going for, for design wise. And I do tensile testing and then I kind of see performance versus cost. Um, Cause at the end of the day, I don't want to charge $10 a jig. You know, yeah. Um, so I, I go through that, and like I said, t- traditionally Mustad has always proven pretty well for me. Um, however, this is kind of this is actually kind of the first bait um, where actually VMC um, kind of slides here in, in the into the Jigmaster's repertoire. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a it's a side, it's actually it's a one out, um, and that basically like ninety nine percent of that hook is sticking out the back of the bait. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so you're you're getting the full the full hook of that one on um, back there. But yeah, it is a it's a VMC. It's a black nickel per Andrew's request. <laughs> um, originally, I had a just a you know kind of a, a nickel plated one on there, and he says it's got to be black nickel. And I said what? <laughs> and he says <laughs> yep. I've had better. Like, I've just had better uh, experiences with them. And I'm thinking, I said, there's no way this kid's telling me that. He catches more fish off black nickel hooks than nickel. He's like, no, no, from a rust perspective. It's all right, all right. I'll, oh, I got buy you. that. So, <laughs> so that's how the black nickel got chosen. Yeah, Cody, Cody, I feel like Cody was about to punch me through the phone when when I told him that I, <laughs> I liked that I had better success with black nickel. And he's like, What in the heck are you talking about? I was like, I, I literally put all my baits away wet all the time. I'm that guy that yeah. goes out fishing. I put them in my box, I shut my box, and I say, oh, Okay, when I get home, I'll put them on the workbench and I'll open them up. And what happens? It's like four days later and you're like crap i didn't open that i'm gonna open it up everything's gonna be rusted and for some reason i don't know what it is if it's a property or if there's a real reason for it but black nickel hooks seem to last longer put up to my abuse they don't rust out on me and those you know those and a lot of times it's cheaper too but those just regular nickel hooks for some reason you always like open it up and those are the ones that look like crap when you put them away wet yeah that's cool. Yeah, I I kind I kind of can see that actually because I think I have a few black nickel hooks and I don't know I, they don't seem to rust. You're right. I never really realized that though. Yeah, Cody was like Cody's like man, it's probably gonna look a little better if you have like the you know the silver hook on there too because the the one that you've got pulled up right there obviously got the silver head and stuff and I was like I don't mm-hmm. care I don't care how it looks. <laughs> yeah. Like all right. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, if it catches fish, it could be purple. I don't care. Yeah. Just catch fish. <laughs> I, I mean, so what, what was there a specific reason you went with VMC over Mustad this time? Is it something Mustad didn't have? Yeah, no, no. Um, I mean, Mustad has an option, and it was you know pretty compatible or relatively compatible. But yeah, just the the VMC tested a little bit better from a strength standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm I, I like to get nerdy when I design tackle and stuff, and not that I do it with every single product. Obviously, you know, the ball heads, it's a ball head with a screw lock. You know, there ain't nothing. Mm-hmm too crazy going on there um but on you know builds here and especially you know kind of a more personal build here with andrew um you know i i try to i try to do as much service as i can mm-hmm. you know and having the ability to tensile test and stuff like that because you'd actually be pretty amazed you know some of those hooks that might be two dollars a freaking hook you know or whatever that everybody says oh i need my jig to have that in it well you go to testing and actually test worse mm-hmm. you know than like some of your more you know kind of little bit better than standard you know options like through mustad and stuff like that um so yeah i just kind of always basically you know label the hooks a b c d or whatever and kind of blind test them so i'm not partial to one and say which one did it and go back and figure out what the name was on it um and as long as it's a you know a cost effective you know within reason kind of option um so i don't have to charge once again ten dollars a bait or something you know i'll I'll go ahead and, and and use it are you going to be using VMC from now on or just, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I've, um, I'm kind of interested to go back. Um, you know, now that some of my products have been out for so long, um, kind of interested in going back and just running, um, you know, some new testing and just seeing, Hey, does the data still what it was, you know, four or five years ago? Yeah. Cause things change. I mean, companies change. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I come from a manufacturing background, stuff like that, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff happens all the time, but, um, but no, I mean, VMC has always been an option that I've been, you know, open, open to, 
Um, just historically, like I said, I've had a little bit better performance out of out of Mustad. Um, but like I said, I'm I'm probably going to be interested in actually going back and retesting some of these options and, and see where they fall. Nice. That'd be really interesting for like anglers to do in general is just to do more blind uh, trying of gear and hooks because mm-hmm. you know what happens, right? You'll talk to someone and they'll be like, "Oh, I hate uh, I hate VMC hooks." It's like, yeah, because you lost one mm-hmm. fish four years ago on a bait that had a VMC hook on it, and now you think VMC sucks and you'll only use Gamagatsu from here on out. Like, you know, it's kind of like when people are like, "Oh, I hate." Dasani water, but I love Evian. It's like I guarantee if I blindfold you, you can't tell the difference between yeah. they're all water. So that's actually most- Andrew. Dasani water tastes like butt. I know. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I don't know when Dasani became. I don't know when it became cool to like hate on Dasani and Dasani yeah, to be I'll the nickelback of water. I honestly think it's their marketing ploy. I'm gonna tell you why Dasani sucks. Okay, it's not all in our heads, and it's not because Dasani sucks at marketing. Dasani, Feed me the look, Dasani uh, I'm, conspiracy dude, theory. Hit we're gonna have a little PSA here for our viewers. <laughs> so Dasani water. If you look at the side of the ingredients and you match it with formaldehyde, the stuff they Stop. put in people, I swear there's three Stop. ingredients that are the same, and it tastes like butt for a reason. What hydrogen, oxygen, and no, oh, salt? I'm not stupid. I was a marine. I'm not that dumb. Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm dumb, but I'm not that dumb. Like, no. It, and there's because I I was the same way. And as oh. you said. Uh, the whole the whole i won't use vmc i was that yeah. guy because i was a, a gamagatsu snob and okay. then uh i did what he did i was like you know what i'm gonna do a little test just to see because people were asking me you know when i was in i would fish like flws and stuff down down south and people were asking me like what hooks do you use and i was like i'm nothing but gamagatsu and somebody's like well i like vmc and i was like well this one time six years ago i had my pb which was probably a tree but i had my pb <laughs> on and my my hook bit out and I was like, I'll never use it again. So I was like, you know what? So I went to I went to Academy. I bought some VMCs, Gamagatsu's, owners, and granted the price points are all over the place. But VMC, right. Gamagatsu, owners, and uh, I bought some Eagle Claws just because that was the cheap option. And I did super red, red I can't say the word, but super basic. And uh, I just tied little weights to them to see which ones would bend out. And the mm-hmm. VMCs are the only ones that got to the end of it. And that's why my thing is full of VMC hooks now down here. And I was like, you know what? I needed not to be a little snob about hooks and just go with what's going to be the best. And apparently my PB was either a shark or a tree. So like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so yeah, you're, you're a hundred percent right. There's guys out there that, and it's cool how, when you said, you know, I really go into the science of, cause that's to me, that's science. I'm sure it's not, but to me, that's science where you're doing, you're setting an experiment up and you're testing the differences and you're doing what's best. It might not be, like a lot of guys I know in the swim bait community, it's owner all day. There's no mm-hmm. such thing other than another brand. It's just owner and owner makes some good treble hooks. But I've also found that must add treble hooks are better than owner treble hooks. Cause the same little test and my must ads don't bend out when I put 15 pounds of weight on a hook and it's great. And that's hmm. just me, but it's, it's, yeah, it's nice that you said that. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool that if, if more, if more people knew to do that, they they would probably find they could probably save themselves a little bit of money on the back end because you don't have to spend twelve dollars on a pack of two treble hooks when you can get a pack of four from BMC for six. Yeah, you know, and, and two, I I kind of think too, you know, kind of where the where the world's at right now is, you know, I think it's opened a lot of people's eyes that you know try other brands because to people yeah. they had to. 
You know, you know, it's like yeah. I can't I can't get this hook for another year, or I can't and I and I think probably that's actually made people a little bit more open minded. Um, because I mean, once again, you know, I was guilty of it too. You know, freaking I'd I'm like, oh no, I only use this line, or oh mm-hmm. no, I only use this rod or this reel, or you know, and everybody does, you know, they get their favorite brands, but at least being open versus being well, like kind of you put it, Matt, you know, kind of being a snob against it. You know, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, because you see it all the time. It's like, well, I mean, if that guy likes Eagle Claw, that's fine. You know, <laughs> it ain't your money. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah <him> exactly. <laughs> that's, that's how in my old age of 31 years old, that's how I've got to at this point. I'm just, you know, hey, if they want to, if they Eagle Claw works for them, great. If yep. you want to be like me and I won't, not knocking Smith Wicks just because you brought it up earlier, not knocking them. I just oh, hate how they look uh, and they'll catch fish. It sounded because- like a knock. It's, it's not a knock. Like I just don't like how they look. Personally, to me, it looks like it was in my grandpappy's box. Oh yeah, and it just—I mean, it just doesn't. Well, they haven't play. changed much. They haven't yeah. changed at all. Yeah. But you know why? That's a good thing because that little sound that you get is the closest thing I've ever heard to a bait fish. But I can't bring myself to throw them because I am a mega bass snob, and I'll throw nothing but Vision One Tens. And you know what? At the end of the day, I catch fish, so I don't care. But yeah, <laughs> uh, the thing is, when when you become a snob on something, right? Like. If it works for you, great. But the only the only thing that gives me solace is like all you're doing is I don't want to say this is a little harsh, but like all you're doing is hurting yourself. Like you if are, you're not opening yourself up to, to other brands and to try other things, you're just hindering yourself. And that has no effect on me and the fish that I'm going to catch because I am OK with trying seven different types of hooks. Or like you said, I wish more people would do what Matt, what you said you did with hooks of just like go out there and physically try them. And at least if you're confident in what you use, then reinforce of why you use yeah. you know, the brand that you use, or who knows, you might find out that the one that cost half as much works just as well. The thing that came to mind when you were talking was like, you said Kytex earlier, and you talked about how Kytex get ripped up, and they do. And so then it, I would be amazed if more people just wouldn't go out there and be like, wait a second, there are literally knockoff Kytex that are made by Eco Pro Tungsten that are <laughs> almost the exact same as a swing big impact, and they're half the price. Yeah, big or Big Bite. bite. Man. Yeah. This is like a $3 pack of Big Bite I just call them big bike Kitex because it's the same old <laughs> Kitex. It's the yeah. same thing. Uh, and it's like three bucks. And the, the thing is, they might have not had the same action. Like, I wouldn't throw that by himself just because it's a little thicker yeah. plastic. But, like a but I, have no problem. I have no problem throwing it on a jig or something because it's not going to yeah. get ripped up because the plastic's thicker. And hmm. it works great. You know what I mean? So We were just talking about this in the Paddle and Finn group chat earlier today. With Well, we were talking talking about line. I'm like... I've jumped around from line to line for the last five years. Cause I don't, I don't know. I can't tell the difference in between any of them. So I just buy different ones every time I get them just to see. My big thing online is not strength. That's the only thing that I've ever had trouble with yeah. is having strength at the knot. And I know that some of that comes with probably me getting better of tying my knots <laughs> over the years too, and not burning that mm-hmm. as it's going down, even though you think you're tying it all right. But yeah, the one that worked for me, after trying everything, I went through everything. Most of the time now I'm throwing sunline and that's, that's the most of the time. Yeah. Most of the, most of the time I've got sniper on. There's only a couple times. Like if I'm throwing, I love for like chatter baits or something like that. I love Invisex because Invisex has a little bit more stretch to it. And so, I don't know, it just gives me that little bit more play. Same thing with crankbaits. Like I like throwing Invisex. Yeah. (laughs) I've never tried it yet. I need to. Yes, you do. You do because you'll never throw Invesix again. I was See, the same I like way. A little bit of stretch, yeah. 
and I should never great. do that again. Don't don't look at me doing that on. The yeah, screen. that's not not great. Like if you're gonna do it, bring it. In. I saw myself like, in the screen. Like yeah, it. don't do oh, that. Man, again. this is live. Like, don't have it out here. That's weird. Uh, oh. But it's okay. You know, you do what you want to do. Um, oh. But anyway, but yeah. So I, I'm a line snob now, and I'm only a line snob because I've tried them all. Invesix is good. I've got a whole thing of my little rotary of my wife hates me because I spend too much money. But I have a whole thing of Invisex and Abrazex and everything's up here. And I mean, I have old school Invisex boxes that they don't even make them in this box anymore. Oh, yeah. Uh, I come shopping? Uh, brother, you if you want to come shopping, you can't touch the braid because I still like Seagar <laughs> Smackdown. They don't they don't make it in Stealth Gray anymore, which really ticks me off. But that braid's choice. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sunline, I'm a snob now for Sunline before what you said. I mean, the knot strength's fantastic. I don't see a clarity difference in the water with it to anything else. If anything, it could be a little clearer, especially in their higher tests. And once I found crank, because I was the same way, I was like, well, I'm going to use Sunline for everything, but I like having a little bit of stretch in my cranks, my ch- or my crank baits, my chatter baits. So I'm still going to use Invisix, which is why I have a ton of Invisix. Um, and then I found crank and I was like, oh, technique specific line. Let's see how far this hole goes. And now I have every technique specific line that they make. <laughs> they make a flipping line. I just got that like two months ago. It's a flipping fluorocarbon. And it's cool because it's clear. And then it has a little stretch of neon. And then it's clear again. It's neon. And it looks like a tiger. And I can see the line better. And maybe I'm just being a sunline snob, but I like it. So. Oh. I was actually on uh, Cody's website yesterday looking at line. I was going to buy some, but you're sold out. I was like, dang it. What'd you say? I said, what, uh, what were you trying to get? The 12 pound, uh, line fluorocarbon. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I, I really, honestly, I, I like a lot of their products. Um, it's a very, very good quality, but cost competitive, um, mm-hmm. product. Cause I mean, I, for the longest time, I mean, I was a fluorocarbon snob, and stuff like that but at the end of the day like i do feel bad like recommending people like hey you're just getting into fishing here go drop 35 dollars a spool or yeah. whatever you know <laughs> they're gonna get out of fishing real quick you know and um so it's kind of cool um you know it's, an, it's a newer product stuff like that and i've been around for a couple of years now um but no i mean i i, I use that cigar sunline I've went through the ringer on them as well. And um, right now I'm t- typically fishing line, but that that's also easy for me to say since I got a whole bunch of it on my pegboard. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it looks a like cool packaging. I mean, I don't know. I, I just want to try it. <clears throat> yeah. That, I don't know if he owns it or if he just does a lot of the work for him, but Samuel Moore, I don't know if you guys have ever seen his stuff online. Yep. He's a, like a photographer. Does he, is he part owner in that somehow or somehow involved in that? At least the time when I was placing actual like inventory orders for it and stuff like that, he 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 was the owner. Okay, that's what um, I thought. Yeah, and I, for all intents and purposes, um, I mean, I haven't talked to him in a little bit, but I do think that is still the case. Um, yeah. Now, obviously, no, he's not manufacturing fishing line in his garage, mm-hmm. um, you know. But and obviously, most of his background is in marketing stuff like that. But I do know he he has a lot of play in kind of the performance. And trying to dial in that, hey, I want to be, I want to be really favorable in cost to um, provide, you know, relatively high performance fishing line, but for the, you know, the the newbie coming in, or you know, somebody who just doesn't want to blow a bunch of money on fishing, um, you know, but still giving them those options of, you know, having a nice fluorocarbon, a nice braid, and a, you know, real quality mono as well. Um, so yeah, no, Sam, Sam's a pretty good guy. Um, yeah and stuff but yeah no he's like i said i've i've been using it for a couple of years and 
I've been really happy, happy with it. Um, I traditionally opt more for like their kind of the, the higher performance fluorocarbon mm-hmm. um, yeah. that they have. Um, and it's just, it is that one. There is definitely no stretch um now for like cranking stuff like that yeah they're just the the standard fluorocarbon option they have that is that is where i bring that into play for the same reasons you get were talking just having you're not looking like stretch like you would have in like you know trialing xl or something like that it's just a little you know just enough um to kind of help keep that keep that you know hard bait loaded mm-hmm. until you until think- you can react it's funny line does a good job with it too there's um Seagar just came out with basics i think something like that basically like Mm -hmm. the problem i think a lot of people have with fluoro is that they want to go down the fluoro path but they don't want to spend 22 dollars for a pack of fluoro so they cheap out and they end up with something Mm -hmm. like red label and they hate it because it's terrible yeah and (laughs) and then you're like oh i can't use fluoro it's like no you it sucks but you just have to either bump up to a higher quality line or there is a giant market for someone like line or someone Mm -hmm. like basics or something to come in and be like hey we can give you a it's still going to be more expensive than the yeah. purple, you know, box of strand, but it's it's not going to be twenty five dollars for a hundred and twenty yard spool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Agree with yeah. that. Uh, do you guys got anything else to add? I know we're we're going to be winding down here in a few minutes. Uh, anything else to add with the micro buzz? Um, from my side, it's just um, like I said, you know, it's a uh, it's a little bit more of a unexpected volume um you know i would say for both me and andrew stuff like that and i'm cranking them as fast as i can um you know but i I do appreciate everybody's um you know patience that you know traditionally i've always tried to get orders with out within you know one to two business days um and right now we're kind of operating closer on like a a five to seven business day pattern so they are coming you're you're not getting robbed of your money or whatever um you know just uh, like i said I, i appreciate everybody's patience well, luckily here in Ohio, it's going to be 37 degrees on Friday, so you're in no danger of needing to throw top water. The, in the, next the weather's helping days. me a little oh, bit fine. for sure. <laughs> hey, I did. I, I've seen two people in Indiana catching fish on top water in Indianapolis yep. already. Oh yeah, launching the ploppers, man. Yeah, great. Thanks for helping me, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, go get the micro buzz and throw it, even if it is 37 degrees out. Hey, I've caught him on this. I've caught him on this already here this year. It's just had to be the warmer awesome. days so far. Yeah. Yeah. And um, kind of one of the other exciting things, and I'm hoping to get kind of, you know, some of the people I would say that I've stayed closer with, you know, since starting Jig Masters and throughout the process is finally the um, come here uh, about about mid-May, This the uh, shop's leaving my small single car garage and uh we're getting a a nice increase in space i'm pretty excited for nice. you know and awesome. uh, hopefully hopefully can do a lot more um a lot more kind of efficiency improvement projects and stuff like that that i really just never have the space to do um so you guys keep ordering it's making me grow and um i'm gonna keep you know keep working with it and to to the moon you know to the moon heck yeah to the moon yep <laughs> Definitely. Good luck, dude. Uh, you have pound on finger corner for sure. I mean, we all love your oh, stuff. all day. <clears throat> but, um, Matt, you got anything else you want to add? <clears throat> no, man. This is uh, I was I was super pumped when I saw this because it's it's been a while since anything really jumped out in the the industry that I've been like, oh, I need. I mean, I'm a JDM guy, so there's stuff that I'm always excited for, but it's always 
from Amazon. We, me and Andrew were talking about Amazon JP or it's yeah. my Tokyo uh, Shimano guy on eBay. Like I'm, and I'm following, I'm translating a bunch of stuff, but from, you know, a bait mm-hmm. side of it, even, I mean, this is just, it's, it's something that hits a point that I, I kind of like Andrew, I knew in the back of the head that I wanted it and it'd be awesome. Cause I was throwing Booyah Pond Magics. I was like, this yep. is small, but it lasts a fish and a half. Like the second mm-hmm. fish, the thing looks like a, like I took a wire hanger and made a basketball out of it. And uh, I was like, wow, this is great. I'm so glad these are only like two bucks because I can just buy 70 of them and not be too upset. Um, so, yeah, this is it's it's awesome that you, you know, Andrew, great idea to bring it and actually talk to somebody about it instead of everyone else who like we all just sit there and say someone will make it eventually. I'll be, I'll be 50, <laughs> but it'll, it'll come out. So it's 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 it feels good again in the bait side of the industry to be like, oh, new products out and I really want to try it and I'm excited for it. So. So, yeah, man, I'm pumped. I'm excited to get it. Me too. Waiting on my order. No pressure. Yep. No rush. <laughs> Already lost in the mail, Brad. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Well, guys, I appreciate you guys coming on the show. Uh, everybody, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. See you guys. Yep, thanks take care. for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures your Midwest premier paddle sports destination, go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. Jigmasters Jigs, when in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.